2: Take responsibility for your own happiness and never put it in other people's hands. That's from Roy T. Bennett's The Light in the Heart. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself, where a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, creator and producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions. We bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Before we get into today's show, Be The Star You Are's volunteers and I want to urge you to check out our website at btsya.org. Make sure you go to the events tab to find exciting events that we have coming up and also visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com to check out past editions of our show. We're thrilled to have received a certificate of recognition from the California legislature honoring the Be The Star You Are volunteers for 20 years of dedicated service to the community through literacy and positive media messages, and we're determined to continue our empowering empowering efforts. For today's show, we're starting off with a reading of Cynthia Bryan's The Gift of Affirmation from the first book in the Be the Star You Are anthology series. This collection of chapters, like the one you'll be hearing right now in this segment, is titled Be the Star You Are 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. Author Cynthia O'Brien, founder of the Be the Star You Are charity and producer of this Express Yourself show, shares her valuable thoughts and insights on affirmation in this chapter. Without further ado, here is The Gift of Affirmation by Cynthia O'Brien. My sixteen-year-old brother David was killed when the tractor he was driving turned over and crushed him. More than 1,500 people from across the valley and the state of California came to his funeral in an outpouring of love and respect. One elderly couple approached our family in tears and introduced themselves. They had met David a few years earlier when he stopped at their garage sale looking for antiques. This childless couple was in poor health and ready to give up on life. David, remarkably sensitive for a 14-year-old, had sensed their isolation and despair. So from then on, he made a point of visiting them every week, walking over a mile to their home after school activities were finished, to share events of his teenage years the couple told us how David had renewed their interest in life by including them in his circle of friends. He had proven to them that they still held value in the world, and they enriched his life with the wonderful stories of their past. He had never mentioned this good deed to us, but affirming others was his way of making a small contribution to the good of mankind. His affirmation enriched and extended the lives of these two people and untold others. Do you know how to make people feel better about themselves the minute you walk into the room? By affirming them. It's incredibly simple, yet you can probably count on one hand the people you know who can actually do this. The secret is to notice what is positive about others and then tell them about it. Become a cheerleader and cheer them on. Many people are so busy protecting themselves and their interests that they can't focus on anything but the negative and threatening qualities in others. So look outside yourself. When you point out the positive in people, you inspire them to do their best. Tell others what they are doing right. Zero in on the good that they've done that day. Even when this is difficult or nearly impossible, make the effort. No matter how minor, bring that one good thing to their attention, and people will respond in amazing ways. They, too, will start focusing on the positive, and you will see new light in their eyes. The people who are important in your daily life deserve daily affirmations. They may not be in positions of power. The people who matter most to me are those who give value to the simple things in my life. But affirmation is a doorway to the heart and the soul. Let these people know that you appreciate them and that you care about them, and cherish them and praise them often. Affirmation is a fundamental need of all humans. We've also got an exercise to accompany Cynthia's lovely chapter, and this is titled Put on a Happy Face. We underestimate how our own personal agenda affects people that we know and don't know. Smiling is an incredibly effective affirmation, even when you feel down. Just making yourself smile will improve everyone's mood, including your own. On a gray, rainy, and awful day, walk down the street and smile. It costs you nothing, makes you feel better, and can produce astonishing results in those you pass. Your unexpected smile or compliment may truly help someone on a difficult day, so put on a happy face. Here's a quote. Help people notice the good in themselves, and when they feel special, they will be special. So that was a wonderful chapter from Cynthia Bryan on the gift of affirmation, and I think there are a lot of great points made in this chapter, namely that while it's difficult to be happy and affirm others around you when you're having a bad day, it's important to try and do so and and kind of extend outside of your comfort zone in order to make others feel better about themselves and to make you feel better about yourself in, in the process. Uh, there, There's a there's a bit of uh, popular science that's been circling around lately, and it's the idea that smiling or using those facial muscles that uh, correspond to smiling will cause you to, to be in a better mood. So if you smile more, you'll be more happy and there's actually a lot of truth to that uh because the interaction between the brain and the muscle outputs of the brain uh is is twofold is is bidirectional so if you're smiling, even if you initially are kind of in a bad mood, uh, your, the stimulation in your muscles will go back to your brain and improve your mood a little and make you a little more happy throughout the day. So it's important to smile, as Cynthia brings up, and it's important to use that smile and use the mood that you gain from it, essentially, to try and improve the moods of those around you because daily life tends to wear all of us down. Let's be real here. You know, we we we're exhausted sometimes by our jobs, even if we love our careers and even if we love our family and and everyone around us. Life tends to get us down sometimes. And it's important to remember that the way to bring yourself out of those low points in life is to engage in affirmation of yourself and of others because that will improve your mood and improve your outlook on life. Uh, I think we've discussed on the show before about people who naturally have an inclination towards pessimism and people who naturally have an inclination towards optimism. So one way to to bring yourself out of uh, a pessimistic viewpoint is is to engage in behaviors that are more optimistic because your behavior shapes your brain and your brain shapes your behavior. And the way your brain is shaped also shapes your thinking, your outlook on life. So if you're engaging in behaviors that are changing your brain for the more optimistic, so to speak, then then your outlook will be improved and you'll be able to pull yourself out of that pessimistic viewpoint. And kind of in a cyclical direction, that pulling out of that pessimistic viewpoint will allow you to engage in an even more optimistic outlook, which will then improve your mood even more and on and on and on until, you know, you're really feeling good about yourself and good about your place in life. So, you know, as as we've seen with da- a wonderful story about David, um, you want to be a positive Force in other people's lives in order to not only improve their lives but also your own outlook on life. That's incredibly important, and I think that's one great thing that we can take away from Cynthia's chapter, uh, even in the midst of the sorrow that that you know, of, of learning of David's death and of uh, his passing. That the one one of the silver linings is that we can see how much of an impact David had. On his community and those around him, and how much of that he was able to to wield due to his stepping out of his comfort zone and affirming others. You know, no, a lot of us as teenagers would not be inclined to. You know, visit an old couple without children, without ostensibly some sort of uh, other purpose, and tell them about our lives or share our daily experiences with them in order to feel, make them, you know, affirm them and affirm their purpose. But David stepped out of that that boundary and essentially shared his life with this old couple, and he was able to gain their stories, their stories about their past, and they were able to feel more fulfilled because of his action. And so you can see the impact that affirmation has on those around you through this story about David. So again, that was an incredible output uh, and input from Cynthia on the gift of affirmation. And that was a wonderful chapter. And I'm glad we were able to share it on air today. Uh, Remember, audience, Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference, as well as the newest establishment in the series, Be The Star You Are, which is titled Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World, can be found at starstylestore.net. Again, that's starstylestore.net, so make sure you get your own copy of the book to be inspired by Cynthia, Express Yourself radio hosts like Asia Gonzalez and Jovan Hundle, and other teen and adult voices in writing in these books. All of the money from your purchase benefits Be The Star You Are 501c3 charity and this Express Yourself radio program as a donation so that we can continue to spread positive media. So make sure you get your copy today. Also, check out YouTube.com slash Be The Star You Are for our fun and informative BTSYA videos on living, laughing, and learning. I'm Brigitte Gia. Make sure you keep on listening as we continue our conversation on the gift of affirmation.
1: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens.
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's T R N.
1: The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com.
0: Listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be the Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit Express Yourself Teen com. Now, back to our star
2: teens. Thanks for staying with us here at Express Yourself on the Voice America Empowerment channel. I'm Brigitte Gia. And in this next segment, I'll be sharing my own thoughts on affirmation for our weekly theme. So I wanted to start off with the sort of accepted definition of affirmation as pulled from the internet. Um, and that's given from Google and from Merriam-Webster, I guess, <laughs> as affirmation being the emotional support and encouragement of of someone else's ideas or your own ideas and your own beliefs, or the espousal of what's right and what's righteous. So I wanted to focus in this segment on that first definition, the idea of affirmation as you know, expressed support of someone else's emotions uh, or someone else's actions or your own emotions and actions, because I think it's really important to practice affirmation, as we talked about in the last chapter, especially in this context. I think that, especially in today's world, it's kind of rare that we reach out and affirm others or take a step back to affirm ourselves because we're always driving towards something else, the next goal, the next monetary goal or or career-oriented goal, academic goal, and we're never really taking a step back and looking at ourselves and the people around us and sort of, you know, we, we fail to stabilize our own positions and and everyone else's positions in the present. And we always look towards the future. And while that's good, I think it's also good to take a step back, reflect and to affirm our positions and our states of being in the present. So I wanted to give uh, some examples of this sort of affirmation in different social contexts. So with your friends or with your family, Uh, for example, um, for me, I, I try to affirm my friends in, in any way possible with any decision that they're making or any emotional state that they're going through. So a lot of us have connections that are emotionally substantive. Uh, with friends and they're important to us because we get to share our emotions with them and vent essentially and it's reciprocated so they will also share the emotions that they're going through uh, in their lives or whatever ideas that they have about their their careers or or their social spheres or their relationships and that Discussion that you have with a friend about your emotions and theirs and your plans and theirs is very important in maintaining this relationship. So when you're engaging in this sort of conversation with your friends, it's important to affirm their emotions, uh, to ask them to affirm yours and to continue that affirmation throughout the relationship in order to stabilize it. So in a friend context, when you're maybe if you're you're engaged in a long distance friendship so to speak uh for me personally i'm in college so a lot of the friends that i made in high school are all over the country and and you know it's it's only every once in a while that i get to video chat them it's important to maintain this affirmation throughout even over a distance or over a long period of time because if you stop affirming the other person and they stop affirming you you lose an essential element of your friendship that's really important in maintaining it and uh, maintaining good terms between the two of you. So that's an example of affirmation in this sort of context on a platonic level uh, between you and your friends. On a familial level, uh, it's maybe a little bit different because purely it's solely Uh, for generalization, you're probably closer on average with your family than you are with a lot of your friends, Um, especially your immediate family, your mother, your father, your siblings. Those are people that you've grown up with that have fundamentally shaped you in some way. And so sometimes affirming their decisions, their emotions uh, is almost like affirming your own. Because you're so similar or you've been molded in the same way or you've affected one another that you kind of gain characteristics from them and they from you. And so I think affirmation in a familial context does take on a deeper form. And affirmation in this sense allows you almost to affirm yourself and your own decisions while you're affirming your family member. So that's really important uh, in that sense. Um, And for me personally, uh, again, I'm in college, long distance phone calls with my family is how I connect with my mom, my dad, my sister. And so during these phone calls, I like to listen to everything that, for example, my mom has been going through at work and kind of affirm her emotions about her day or her, her work schedule or Conflicts or or relationships that she's been she's been going through at work, and in turn she affirms some of my decisions, school wise, academics wise, and uh, social circles wise while I'm at college, and because. We're mother and daughter because we have certain similarities that maybe I wouldn't find as much in, in a friendship. Uh, a lot of my affirmations are reflections of her affirmations. And the two of us kind of engage in this mutual affirming that both strengthens strengthens our bond with one another and our belief in ourselves because we're really similar <laughs> <laughs> fundamentally. Of course, it isn't always like that. Uh, a lot of people, um, you know, can, can find exceptions to the age-old adage that blood is thicker than water, uh, and a lot of close friendships are just as important to me as family to me. But I think that familial affirmation is interesting in that way, because you're more closely a reflection of the person you're affirming uh, than you would be if you were speaking with a friend and affirming your friend's ideas and beliefs. Moving on, uh, it's hard to tell when a good time is to affirm and when you need to offer emotional support or support in decision-making in another form, maybe in the form of constructive criticism. Because you don't want to be affirming everything that your friends and family say uh, and tell you, even even if it's wrong. You want to be able to step forward and be a voice of truth when they need to hear the truth. And, you know, I can't, obviously I can't offer a, a tried-and-true, fail-safe uh, form of of distinguishing when a good time is to affirm and when a good time is to offer emotional support in in some other form. But I think one way to look at it is to put yourself in their shoes. So when the person you're talking to or trying to affirm or not to affirm is making a decision that you maybe would not make or or you would you would take in a different direction it's good to offer up your own suggestions make sure that they're suggestions and not forcefully you know pushed upon the other person and then to listen to their side of the story and affirm what they're doing right affirm what you think they're doing right and offer some constructive criticism In these scenarios, when when there's a tricky decision being made by the other person and you want to be their support, but you also have your own opinions, you want to make sure to declare outright that your opinions are your opinions, your suggestions are your suggestions, and they are under no obligation to go through with what you're saying and what you're suggesting for them, because ultimately it's their decision. And this in itself offers an affirmation of their ability to make decisions. You know, we're talking on a level that's not just uh, that of the decision itself, but on the level of their judgment. So you're affirming their judgment when you declare that your opinions are your opinions and they don't actually affect how they're going to make their decision. So that's important when you're discerning when to affirm and when to offer constructive criticism or or your own opinion Um, and it's never the wrong time to offer uh, your own judgment to them and I think it's the way that you convey your emotions and your own opinions that matters so you want to state outright hey these are my thoughts and they don't have any impact on your thoughts you can choose to take them into account or you can move on and make your own decision so What happens when there's a lack of affirmation during a critical period and maybe an adolescence development? Well, I have my own personal story to share uh, with you guys in the audience, and it's a little bit rough uh, going through a lack of affirmation during a time when I really needed it was definitely pretty hard for me, but I think I I got through it, and I understand that affirmation is important now. So when I was around thirteen or fourteen I gained a lot of weight. I had swum or I had swum. I had been swimming competitively for ten years or so and I had had to stop swimming due to health reasons, specifically due to some breathing issues and I wasn't comfortable any longer in the water. I was starting to suffer from from low self esteem about my racing times when I was swimming. So I said, Alright, I'll stop swimming. And because I lost that exercise input, that method of burning calories, and I was eating the same, too, I was eating the same dishes, I wasn't really cutting down my intake, I gained quite a few pounds, and I became significantly rounder, so to speak. Now, During this period of adolescence, when you're 13 or 14 and you're just reaching those beginning stages of finding out who you are, you're more easily impacted, you're more vulnerable to comments that are coming in, uh, criticisms from, from adults and from other figures in your life. And you tend to try and change yourself in order to mold yourself, to their ideas of who you are. Because you don't know who you are. You're 13, for for goodness sakes. You have no idea. And you haven't experienced, you've barely experienced a decade and a half of life. And so you tend to take in those criticisms and really make yourself who people think you are. And so during that time, I started getting some comments about my weight and my appearance from people around me who I viewed as as role models, as figures of authority uh, on my person. And because of this lack of affirmation of my body image, I developed an unhealthy view of myself. I, I would always see myself as the largest person in the room. I wouldn't really want to express myself and be outward with myself because I was always afraid of my image. And I was always worried about how I looked it would have been really helpful to have some affirmation during that time period. And I've had friends come up to me afterwards, you know, now, uh, as I'm going on 20 years old, uh, telling me that they did find me attractive. They thought I looked fine during that period of my life. And it's really good to hear those things now. And I would have loved to jump back in time and give my former self a hug and really affirm with myself how I looked, affirm that I looked okay, that I was all right. And I think it would have been really helpful uh, to my being able to avoid developing all these insecurities about my body. And so to anyone who's going through that, uh, maybe you're just becoming an adolescent maybe you're around that age where you feel very vulnerable where you feel too seen by the world Uh, I want to affirm that you're doing okay no matter what you think you look like no matter what anyone's told you you're beautiful and you're alright and you're going to be okay Uh, now looking back on that, that unstable time in my life I think I was okay and I'm doing okay now and I want to throw those words out there um, because I feel like I needed that affirmation when I was 13. Well, thank you all for joining me in this discussion on affirmation. I really enjoyed sharing my own thoughts and and kind of being able to ramble on about my perspective of affirmation. In the process, I almost kind of affirmed my own thoughts on affirmation. <laughs> and I'm glad that you all were here uh, to Come with me on this journey about affirmation and affirming ourselves and others around us. So audience, make sure you support our show and make sure to find out more about upcoming BTS a events at BeTheStarYouAre.org. And support more segments like this one by donating to the Be The Star You Are 501c3 literacy charity that brings you this program at BeTheStarYouAre.org. Visit btsya.org to find out more about spreading positivity with the Be The Star You Are charity. I'm Brigitte Gia. Stick around for more on the gift of affirmation.
0: Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Succeed.
2: Welcome back to the Express Yourself Show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm Brigitte Gia, and in this segment, we'll be concluding on our show about the gift of affirmation with discourse on self-affirmation and supporting your own person when times get tough. So, what is self-affirmation? As a reminder, affirmation is the emotional support and encouragement of one's ideas and beliefs. So, self-affirmation is an understanding of what you're going through emotionally in whatever time you're you're going through and what your plans are what your beliefs are and the the espousal of that so your own belief in yourself and whatever emotions you're experiencing and i think self affirmation is getting more rare these days we see a lot of other people on social media especially who are you know, showing their best lives. And when we see that, we're surrounded by the best image of what everybody can be. And and no one is showing their, their downsides and their bad days and their their negative spirits. We get lost because we we're afraid that we're the only ones with negative thoughts and we're the only ones with bad days because we don't see anyone else's bad days. So I think 2020 especially is the year to step back from looking around you and, and seeing all these amazing personalities and all these social media pictures. And, and it's the year of reminding yourself that even if you have bad days and even if you have flaws and things that you could improve on you in the present, you, the current, you are okay. And you're doing great and you just need to push through even if you're feeling down, because at the end of the day, you are you, and that is enough. So that kind of ties into the idea of self-affirmation being necessary. I think if you don't have a sense of self and you don't have a stable idea of who you are and the, and a and positive perspective of who you are, you again get kind of lost in the images of other people and you get kind of lost in your own negativity so it's important to take a step back and look at yourself and say hey I'm doing okay I'm fine I'm fine <laughs> for me personally it's definitely been a journey towards self-affirmation that I think I'm still kind of on the road to but I found a uh, a little more of a stable place uh, to, to rest and to assure myself that I'm doing okay. So when I was in my senior year of high school, I was very worried about a lot of different things. I was applying to colleges, so i was I was worried that I would never be good enough to go to a name college or to to succeed um, in uh, on a collegiate scale essentially, so that was an academic worry of mine and then I was worried that I would never look good enough uh, i I just lost a lot of weight. I was watching what I was eating I was being very careful to maintain. Uh, a body image and, and a body, essentially, that I could be quote-unquote proud of that I felt was, was positive because I viewed a heavyset body as a very negative thing and I felt that even if I was skinny, there was always the chance that I could return instantly to being set and to being overweight, and I didn't want that to happen. And so I was always looking for more ways to, to cut down on my food intake and to make sure that I was staying skinny, that I was staying curvy, but magazine curvy, <laughs> that I was staying almost model skinny. I had target weights, even even though I was fine even though I was no longer overweight that I was healthy I wanted to be smaller and so those were the two big worries that I had and during my senior year of high school and I never had a sense of self-affirmation because of that because of these two big goals or frets or anxieties that I was holding inside myself and so over the summer before My first year of college, I took a look at myself. I read The Happiness Hypothesis um, by Jonathan Haidt, I believe, that uh, goes into, that delves into this idea of positive psychology and the idea of affirming yourself, essentially, of being happy with yourself, recognizing where you need to improve, but being okay with who you are. So I read that book the summer before I went off to college. And I took a look at myself, and I took a look at my, my miserable ways of thinking and my, my idea that I would never be good enough on a physical level and on an academic level. took a look at myself, and I told myself to, to cool it down, to try and be okay with who I was and what I was doing with my life. And that's easier said than done. You know, these, these sorts of anxieties this lack of self-affirmation, it not only becomes a cognitive thought that reoccurs in your mind, it also becomes almost instinctual. So there's a part of your brain called the autonomic nervous system. And within that, that autonomic nervous system, uh, there's also a section called the sympathetic nervous system. And all of the autonomic nervous system operates separately from your conscious mind and your conscious thoughts. And it's sort of this almost instinctual uh, reaction to whatever you're feeling and whatever instant stimuli you're intaking from the world around you. And that is the part that gets kind of activated by your anxieties, by a lack of self-affirmation, about you, by your worries about yourself and what you look like and how you're doing. And it's very hard to shut that part off just by thinking, I'm going to start self-affirming today. And it's very hard to shape that area of your brain and the pathways, the thought pathways, the reactory pathways that are established within the autonomic nervous system. But, the way to overcome this, and I think this is in the happiness hypothesis, it's definitely a concept that's being used more now in therapy and in psychiatry. The way to get around your autonomic nervous system, processing these negativities and taking in your anxieties, is to use your conscious mind, the part that's separated from the ANS, to reshape how your instincts and how your automatic wiring reacts to to yourself and these negative thoughts about yourself and your perception of your appearance and your your academic or career standing. And what you want to do is keep telling yourself that you're doing okay. You know, be lenient towards yourself, but not on a singular basis, not on a oh once a week I, you know, I'll tell myself that I'm okay, but on a continuous basis. Keep telling yourself that although you have flaws, although you have places where you can you can work on yourself, you're okay, and what you're doing is acceptable. How, whatever progress you're making in whatever area of your life is all right. You're doing okay, and once you keep telling yourself this, once you consciously double down on On your autonomic nervous system and the way you're instinctually processing information, your reactions, your instinctual immediate reactions to thoughts about yourself will start to change. You'll start to take in these negative thoughts, these negative perceptions of how you're doing and who you are, and you'll start to be able to change them into positives. Or at least look at them from a more neutral light and see where you can improve rather than criticizing yourself and pushing yourself down. Because pushing yourself down is never productive. Although you can tell yourself that criticism will make you change, really, a lot of the times it just shoves us into down into the dumps. Down in the dumps where we can't really retrieve ourselves and piece ourselves together. So... Going back to my own story, during the summer, I was able to affirm myself and sort of engage in that autonomic reshaping through conscious efforts to double down on my negative perspective of myself and piece myself back together. And so I started my freshman year of college on a more steady basis, on a more self-affirming viewpoint. And that was really helpful to my productivity levels. I was able to get a lot done. I was able to make more friends. And I was able to overall have a pretty happy freshman year. You know, obviously there are some other changes that accompany freshman year, namely that you're separated from your family and and your entire high school and childhood friend circles. So you're very lonely. But because I had learned to self-affirm during that summer before freshman year, I felt that I had a better better structure, a better foundation for dealing with my loneliness and whatever came my way during freshman year than I would have if I had continued to have a pessimistic viewpoint of myself. And so I'm very grateful to the happiness hypothesis and for for turning me around and for making me see that self-affirmation is important and very necessary for your being able to deal with whatever comes your way, whatever negativities life throws your way. Because if you start on a negative basis and you view view yourself as a, a negative actor, you think that you can't really do anything or you think that you are not worth a lot, Whatever negativities you come across, you know, in the process of living life are just going to push you down further. You won't be able to spring back up. So if you engage in self-affirmation, then you'll be able to build a stronger foundation, essentially a springy foundation for when negativities push you down and you'll be able to spring back up and deal with whatever issues come your way and hopefully become stronger uh, because of what you're dealing with. Um, Because you've started from a good foundation. Now, that brings up the question of where to draw the line between self-affirmation and sort of this inflated pride that, you know, sometimes we come across. When we come across an individual who's too prideful and too sure of themselves, we definitely are not very comfortable uh, with that person. uh, You know, and we feel that maybe they need to be taken down a notch or taken down a peg. So I think the difference between self-affirmation and pridefulness is the the ability to keep yourself humble. So when you're engaging in self-affirmation, know that the the action of engaging in this self-affirmation does not make you better or more wise than other people. Even if you self-affirm even if you, you're, you know, you're holding a more positive viewpoint of yourself and how you look and how you're doing academically and career-wise, it doesn't make you more of a person than those who maybe currently have a more pessimistic view of themselves or who, who just generally are around you. It doesn't make you better than them. It just makes you a regular human being and essentially you have to view your self-affirmation on a scale unto itself. So you don't want to be comparing yourself to other people and comparing your ability to self-affirm to other people's ability to know themselves and to tell themselves that they're doing great. So I think that on a fundamental level is what separates self-affirmation and inflated pride. So I'll give an example because I feel like it's it's a little bit hard to explain that that line so to speak. I was walking today. I was walking from the lab where I work to Uh, my my dorm room. And I was thinking to myself, wow, I've learned the skill of self-affirmation. I am comfortable with myself. I think I'm doing great. I've got places to improve for sure, but but I'm all right. And then I thought, well, you know, compared with someone who isn't able to self-affirm, I must have a more enlightened view of the world. And then I told myself to stop And hold on, because just because I had understood the idea of self-affirmation and the idea that I could bolster myself, you know, on my own, independently, uh, away from others' comments on my appearance or my academic progress or whatever, didn't mean that I was any better or any worse than anyone else. It just meant that I was a human being. And I think that's the essential concept, is... Whatever you're going through, whatever self-affirmation you're engaging in, remember that you are still just a human being. Maybe the word just isn't good there. You're a human being. You make mistakes. You do well for yourself. And other people are exactly the same way. And so you can't compare yourself to another person and say, I'm better than this other person. Because... Just like you, they have their ups and downs as well. And maybe on your up, you've caught them on a low and you're comparing your up with their low and that's not fair to them because they're human and you're human and you're going to have a low when they have an up. So at the end of the day, when you look at yourself and you look at all your ups and your downs and your highlights in life and your lowest points, they even out to a level of humanity that is essentially zero, that's just neutral. Um, And everybody else is also at that same level. They all, everyone has their ups and their downs. And so when you're affirming yourself and you're saying, well, this is what's great about me, you also have to remember that Your humanity isn't changed by that You're not a better human Because you have these ups Because you have these positive characteristics Because you also have your negative characteristics And That is what Keeps me personally um, Less prideful Because I know that even though I'm affirming myself I'm popping myself up, uh, up About my positive characteristics You know, I'm like, yeah I'm a hard worker, I'm determined I think I'm empathetic I also have to remind myself that I can be selfish and I can I can be unclear about my goals. I can be indecisive. I have negative traits as well as positive traits and essentially I'm just human. I'm human and that's okay, but I'm not any more human because of my positive characteristics because I've got negative characteristics to balance those out. And I think That's a good takeaway, for me at least, and I hope that helps with uh, defining the line between self-affirmation and pride. So in these last few minutes of of our show today, I want to go over some tips for practicing self-affirmation in the new year that I've kind of accumulated over the last three weeks. So three weeks ago, I had my final exams for my second semester or my first semester of sophomore year my second year of college and I was super nervous I was super worried I was essentially a nervous wreck a lot of you know anxieties about how well I was doing and whether I would ever be good enough that recurring idea of being good enough kept attacking me and then in the weeks that followed when I finished my final exams and I kind of had the chance to center myself again I took a step back and pulled forth some tips Um, that I acquired while going through finals and while going through those bouts of anxiety and and worry and self-pity, essentially. So I think one important tip for practicing self-affirmation in the new year may seem very indirect, but it's this. When you're worried about whatever is going to happen in your future... Say you've got an exam coming up and you're fretting over that exam and how well you're going to do that in in that exam, and you're just worried. You want to take a step back and take the immediate surroundings around you in just for a second. Focus on any mundane object that's in your immediate vicinity. Uh, Say you're in your room and you see the desk in front of you of course you've got your exam study guides on your desk but ignore those for the time being look at your desk and notice just find one element of beauty or of awe around your desk or whatever object that you picked whatever is in your surroundings find some form of awe that you can derive from what's currently in your vicinity and I find that that grounds me that reminds me that in this particular moment, while I'm not dealing with that upcoming exam, I'm still here and I'm still human and I can still feel awe towards whatever's in my immediate surroundings. And so maybe I'll be walking again from my lab to my dorm and I'll be fretting about whatever exam or whatever homework I have and what I do is I just take a step back and I look around at my surroundings i pick something that is beautiful just in its natural occurrence and i enjoy that for a moment instead of thinking about my test and while again that seems pretty indirect that's a way to affirm yourself or affirm your presence in whatever moment you're in without thinking about the future and without engaging in some anxiety about your state in the future i think that's that's for me been really helpful in these last three weeks while I've been fretting about exams and about the outcomes of exams that come after that finals period. Um, And I think that's allowed me to engage in self-affirmation and engage in the present. I think another tip is just to, to remind yourself of your good aspects and of course of your negative aspects to keep yourself humble. But you know when you're feeling badly about something make sure to remember that you're doing great you're human, you make mistakes, but you're doing great, you're going along in your own pace, and that pace is a good one, is natural, is what feels right, and is you, is who you are, and that's okay, and that's great. Well, anyway... Uh, I think affirmation is a wonderful topic to start the new year off with. I think 2020 is going to be a year of affirmation for all of us. And for all of you listeners uh, on the radio, thank you guys for sticking with us in this new year. And, We'd like to affirm you. I'd like to affirm you and tell you that you're doing great and to thank you for listening to the show. Make sure you're supporting BTSYA and finding more information on our creative community, charity efforts and outreach programs on our main site at BeTheStarUr.org. I'm Brigitte Gia, and you've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. As always, we're giving our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia O'Brien, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment Crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. Remember, be active, affirm yourself and others, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself.